See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch us on Netflix. And yeah, I'm not even... I was going to mention Peacock, but it leaves Peacock at the end of this month. So if you listen to this on Friday, then you've got a couple of days. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. if, that's, if that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Well, yeah, Netflix is pretty proud about picking this up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're super proud of like getting this and get out at the same time. Because yeah. like, come on, double feature them. <laughs> um, but yeah. Welcome to see it or screw it. I'm TJ TJ Davis. Yeah. My name's TJ Davis. See him pronouns alongside. I'm Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. And also I was trying to be you, asshole. Way to like ruin the bit. Oh, uh, my bad. Uh, I'm Dan Murphy, pronouns are he and him. I am Pork, he him. And on this episode, it is our final Shocktober of the year. And we are going to do, uh, what is it, 2019 that this came out? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 2019's wow. Jordan, Jordan Peele's sophomore release, Us. Uh, Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm, I don't know. It's like, there's no nepotism there, is there? Like, he's, he's like pretty self-made. He, he's not like, well, we did Infinity Pool last time and Brandon Cronenberg, he too has made three movies at this point. But... I mean, Jordan Peele is basically, he just kind of fought, he like, he worked really hard at Mad TV, which got him um uh, the Key and Peele show on Comedy Central. And since he was on Comedy Central and did extremely well, he made a bunch of money off of that, which he was mm-hmm. able to roll in to get out, which got him even more goodwill to make this, mm-hmm. um, which he was still able to maintain the momentum uh, into Nope and probably whatever he has planned next, because I think he's still uh pr- viewed as a pretty hot director so yeah oh, i mean he is definitely a director that i am excited to see what he comes out with next i may yeah. not always see it in theaters because i can't really afford to but um i will always watch it as soon as it comes on things like i really like nope i like yeah, yeah I, I need to lot. i need to see i need to see nope i mean it's interesting as do i like us is interesting compared to get out um because i do think that there's a little bit of like overcorrection going on in terms of like get out had you know so much political commentary that i think he like overtoned it down in us and i i think it would be nice if it was a little bit more prominent or a little bit more focused because i think get out is overall the better movie but like us is still solid so oh, i mean my i like i've got my hierarchy of his movies and i'm, I'm sure that probably most of us do at this point yeah but, uh, this is this is my least favorite and then i don't know not because it's a bad movie no no it's not yeah yeah <laughs> But, but like um... this also reminds me a whole lot of like Shaun of the Dead in many ways or like it's similar to Shaun of the Dead in terms of it being so referential to other medias mm. like you can yeah. you can watch this and you can like pull out okay that's the shining that's goonies you, you know mm. like that's jaws like well i mean i i just think that there's a lot of also has yeah he, well i mean also like the whole hands across america thing and there are other things in this too that's just like like he has to remind you that these are things that existed um so that you get the reference um, well, yeah. It, it, yeah but like that's one of the things that i do find interesting about it is you know I, once we get to the twist it was such a significant event at that time for Adelaide. yeah but yeah, but I mean, like at the at the same time, it's just sort of like like it's something that's like very specific to people who grew up with it that like younger generations have like no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, remember Hands Across America? I was born in 1999. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I I think that's why though. Like it's good that he has those things in there, and I think he's like I really like the way he does it in Nope, where it's a little bit. It's still obvious like what he's referencing but maybe not as in your face every time and then it also includes like a, a long important sequence around a reference that no one could know you know like or just like so random that it's like it makes sense it's about saturday night live in the 90s and you're just like 
it's such a strange story that it seems it's like it sounds real is it not real and you're like I, I love the way he does references. Uh, I, I think it's it's quite good. In this one, it is I, a little bit on the nose, but just yeah, I feel I feel like in this specifically, and, a lot of literally stuff all the movies are showing on the nose. Like the the thriller inspired costumes is a little too on the nose. But <laughs> yeah. like, come uh, on, you don't want to oh, have awesome. one fingerless glove. Like <laughs> everybody wants one fingerless glove. I mean, it's also like there's also like a problem with this in terms of like the world building in terms. Well, that's of my where, where that's did why these, it's my least where favorite. Where did this stuff come from? You know, it's like, too. Where you, yeah, I feel like they open up too much of a kind of worms, and like you know, like from all the episodes you've heard me on, that I'm very willing to kind of like go along with movies in their own world. But something about this concept and the way it was told, it actually worked a little bit more for me the second time because I was paying attention to things like yes um because there is a couple very blink or blink and you'll miss it lines about um that it wasn't I I think the first time I thought I saw it I thought this was like there was a duplicate of every person in the world or something that was my first thought when we finished but it seems more like it's kind of something like um the operations the CIA used to do you know testing with mind control that kind of thing um you know one of those that just kind of half worked and they just abandoned it and these are all the people who are like they explain it all i guess it's, it just it's a pretty they kind of gloss yeah. over it you know well, and, I mean, it's, and it's my mind situation. was just thinking about everything else but was what was happening in the movie the first time especially especially near the end you know yeah i mean I, I that's the thing is i think that what you end up with is you end up with like like you end up with like a full quilt that's knitted that with like various threads hanging off and like in some things it's like sew those threads into your quilt and in this i think they'd be better served to like just snip those off like i don't need as much world building as is in the like i feel it gets so bogged down in the world building that doesn't really hold up and doesn't make a ton of sense and it just feels like a huge exposition dump at various points that's yeah. just like i that i don't care all i really care about is this family fighting in their doppelgangers um and i don't really need the backstory for this um so largely i kind of get to a point where i just sort of like ignore it every time that comes up (laughs) um which is like largely kind of like the last 10 minutes but the rest of the movie it's not important and it's fine so like it's not it's not as compelling a mystery as what's in nope and it's not as um, just uh, straightforwardly visceral as Get Out, which isn't like yeah. a crazy, mm-hmm. you know, it's you more, it's not that hard to figure out what's happening in Get yeah. Out, but it, it's like it, it, you you feel it more. Whereas in this, it, it, I feel like it, you're thinking too much about the inner workings of it because they've re- revealed just, they've said just about too much so that you're like, well, how does this work then? And why are they, why do they sometimes? mimic and not and you know all this kind of yeah no i mean Um, you know at the at the end of the day it comes down to what is important is the characters um and you know oh like as long as it's focused on the characters i'm pretty much with the film which is the majority of the film it's when Mm -hmm. they try to like add an exposition it's when the film starts to lose me but we should probably just get into the movie um so i guess since this is technically my personal pick i am handing it over to you dan yeah yeah so in 1986, young Adelaide Thomas wanders away from her parents at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk and enters a fun house where she encounters a doppelganger of herself in the House of Mirrors. Following the encounter, she stops speaking and withdraws from her family. Um, 33 years later, an adult Adelaide reluctantly goes on vacation with her husband, Gabe Wilson, and children, Zora oh, and Jason. adult Adelaide, Lupita Nyong'o, um, Winston is Winston Duke, or... Yeah, Gabe Wilson, Gabe Wilson, is Winston Gabe Duke. Gabe yeah. is Winston Duke. Yeah. Uh, they meet their friends, Josh, Tim Heidecker, and Kitty, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss, Tyler, and their twin daughters, Becca and Lindsay, at the beach. Um, that was always a weird that was somewhat of a weird call to me that you have like doppelgangers is such a big thing in this and that they kind of like yeah the kids are twins but they don't like play them up in that way it's just kind of like well, a yeah, parallel you're, that's you're not supposed drawn to, you're supposed to think about the Grady twins from The Shining yeah oh, okay. and they do kind yeah. of make me think about that weirdly yeah 
I don't, I don't, I don't care for the twins that much. That, that's probably the twins are our favorite thing in the movie. When they're killed, when when they're killed, they are lying in the same positions that the Grady twins are lying when they're murdered in The Shining as well. Oh, that's really like there's a lot of there's a lot of like visual and line (laughs) reference that are callbacks to essentially movies that Jordan Peele loves. Mm. Uh, I should look up and see what how Tarantino of him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, what the list of movies He's is better than that, that he assigned. <laughs> yeah, because he assigned all of his cast and crew a list of like eleven movies to watch in preparation for this movie. Okay, I mean, let's think. I mean, one of the things that like this is a criticism that I also had of like One Night in Soho, in which I just think that the director is better than the script, uh, which is weird because I know he wrote it himself. Um, but like, I, I there's just a little too much of like I, it's it's like too clean in a lot of ways so that at every setup you know is going to get paid off in a way that sort of makes things predictable at times um i, I and, still haven't seen it but you know my my belief is like he is he struggles with like more dramatic stuff you know like yeah. he hasn't he hasn't found his dramatic voice quite yet i mean like i mean i know we're talking about Edgar right Edgar right yeah 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 no, not no, Jordan. I, I love, I, I love how he makes film move. Like mm-hmm. he's got a hell of an eye for like timing, like timing and angle. I think that he is fantastic at. But yeah, like I would be curious to see him direct more stuff that he hasn't written. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's it's a different thing. Yeah, but yes, the eleven movies were. Jaws, Dead Again, The Shining, The Babadook, It Follows, A Tale of Two Sisters, The Birds, Funny Games, Martyrs, The Good One, Let the Right One In, and The Sixth Sense. This nice. is so not like like Martyrs. Oh, it doesn't even, it doesn't a even million mention. miles away from this. Like he's yeah. actually he's very like there's some violence, but it you know even compared to the other two movies of his, like it, it it's really not a it's not interested in violence that much. You know, it is a bit. Well, I mean, that's one of the. It's I still mean, a horror it, movie, but like, I don't I think know. It's I mean, that's one of the suspense. criticisms I have of this, though, is is its treatment of the violence in this. Um, is is like, like I just don't really kind of get how the various characters process. Like, they make jokes about killing people, like halfway through the movie, yeah. and it's just like I I feel like that's not in tone especially with gabe of like like yeah like like and that's one of the things like we'll get to the twist and like i don't think the twist works particularly well with this but well but like like there are aspects of just how are these characters processing that they're killing people and killing people that look like them like are they truly viewing them as as like just soulless beings or is it somewhere in between like like there's I wish that the movie kind of made firmer choices on some of that stuff. And I mean, I think it really just comes down to who, you know, once we get to the twist of, you know, if Gabe is fully a a human and Adelaide is fully not, and the children are somewhere in between, shouldn't we get like different reactions from them? Um, And the film isn't interested in, kind of addressing that i mean i I think the point of it is that like they're all human like yeah they're they're not any different like it's 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 purely a nurture rather than nature thing but i will say that like funnily enough the characters reactions to like killing their own doppelgangers and stuff doesn't strike me as odd at all because that more or less that's probably how i'd react in a similar situation because i would like I generally have a tendency to both compartmentalize when I'm in a crisis and also diffuse tension with humor. So there you go. Like that's, I mean, to me, that's a perfect, that's a perfectly reasonable reaction. So I guess I, I like, thanks for pointing that out. Cause like, I don't know that I would have like thought that, you know, that might be kind of off for somebody else. Well, it's I mean, it's very much a survival situation, like survival reaction, which, you know, is always yeah. a way of getting around it. But, you know, I mean, it's also just a notion of I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of like, like the characters like processing kind of their own weaknesses as they're killing themselves. 
um, because you get a little bit of that when Gabe kills his doppelganger of just sort of like, like, you know, my boat sucks and I've got to use that against my doppelganger. Yeah. Um, but like, like some of the other characters and like certainly the death of um, uh, Jason's doppelganger is like a weird mirroring thing, which I wish they had set up a little bit better, but it's certainly there. Oh, especially um, because but... like they definitely like seed that you know they they see it too early their duplicates do mimic them in many ways yeah mm-hmm. and i mean like you have that in the the fight between adelaide and her doppelganger at the end which i still don't understand how she even manages to win that fight um but like i i don't think we get any of that with zora and her do- doppelganger which i think is a disappointment but yeah i mean even if um Zora had had like some reference to her, you know, taking ballet or something instead yeah. of it being Adelaide taking ballet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole other like there, there are well, all these no, weird parallels. She that don't runs. Go anywhere. Yeah. She runs yeah. and she runs fast. Yes. Or rather, Umbre runs fast. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I, 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 I do. I do think that there is an interesting thing that they try to do, but this is a movie that. You I mean, know, mostly, it's, it, yeah, you, you don't you shouldn't like just it's something to enjoy, not think about. Yes, because when you think about thing, it too much, it, right. it, it, it all falls apart. And, and most of the time it's moving fast enough that you don't that you aren't thinking about it, which is right. why, you know, which is it's good on it, because I do think it gets bogged down when and you're you're asked to. And, you know, when you're invited to ask questions, Um but anyway, uh, on the way there, they witness his paramedics t- taking away the body, the bloody body of an old man holding a sign identical to one Adelaide saw on the day of the doppelganger encounter. Jason later sees someone strangely similar to the old man standing still with his arms outstretched and hands bloody. That night, Adelaide relays the doppelganger story to Gabe when the lights suddenly go out. Jason notices a family of four in the driveway who break into the house and chorus the Wilsons. I think it's important to mention how they were holding hands, like hands across the America style for a while. It's also like um, uh, in the same order that they have the happy family sticker on the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a good ref. It's like a really cool visual reference. I mean, it's also just like, unfor- like the time, like this is again where the movie gets bogged down of like, like how far away are they from the like Santa, uh, Santa Cruz beach that like, it seems like, there's a because they call the police and the police respond like it's not later until later when the when they're perpetually put on hold so it's like they're like the first people attacked um which you know well the first person attacked was the uh old man well right yeah it was the guy with the jeremiah sign um but like like you know the timing of it is especially considering how as you know the plot reveals adelaide is so central to this um like i guess that makes it make more sense but like like it is just sort of like like how quickly chaos breaks out and like compared to how it starts like the timing of it just seems a little weird but ultimately it's not a movie it's not a question that the movie's interested in answering which you know is frequently what happens when you dive into this which is you know just focus on the the central thing and try not to worry about it. Um, yeah. Like I thought that this was like I don't know if you suffered through uh, a knock at the what a knock at the cabin door or wherever the yeah. terrible <laughs> like this reminded me a lot of that and this is significantly better than that. So, but um, uh, anyway, uh, the intruders are the Wilson's doppelgangers: Pluto, Jason's pyromaniac, facially scarred double. Umbre, Zora's sadistic double, Abraham, Gabe's animalistic double, and Red, Adelaide's double. <laughs> like how they <laughs> throw in random adjectives and they're like, Ad- Adelaide has a double too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. Because <laughs> I'm not even sure that those those adjectives are really that um like that useful uh but basically scarred is true but like sadistic and animalistic like i don't think zora or abraham are significantly more sadistic or animalistic than any of the other doubles that are shown yeah Um, Uh, i'd say say the game is a little more or abraham is a little more animalistic like 
he he's definitely channeling the same character from fucking Black Panther in, <laughs> yeah. in similar ways. At hey, least hey, when who? Yeah, but I mean, we see we see other doubles do that too. So it's like all of them kind of like communicate with that, like just grunt and yell for others' attention. Like because don't we see a bunch of the ones on the like Santa Cruz beach doing similar stuff? I feel like we did, but maybe I'm maybe yeah yeah th- uh, there there there's a scene later yeah um red is the only double who can speak albeit in a guttural raspy voice red explains that they are called the tethered as they share a soul with their counterparts and have come to untether themselves the wilsons are separated and terrorized by their doppelgangers jason discovers that pluto mirrors his actions after gabe kills abraham the family escapes like, okay, well, let's skip over about like 20 minutes of plot, but that works. <laughs> Run all around. They 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 go outside. Um they're inside, they're outside. They can yeah, at least everybody. mention how Abraham gets killed by like the boat motor. Like they, that was fun. They go badass. onto a boat. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> no, you guys can have my boat. No watch your boat, Dad. <laughs> uh I'm a huge Tim Heidecker fan. I'm really glad he got this role he's kind of perfect in it for me like that <laughs> little horror but funny as well at the same time he's i think he pulls it off well and elizabeth Ma, like they're they're perfect i'd actually love to see a movie about them being a couple who hate each other i could totally watch that movie <laughs> yeah i totally watch that movie no I, I do like yeah i like the two of them <laughs> so yeah really good supporting uh roles like i i, I thought that this that part of the movie is perfect because I guess it's hammering home the kind of privilege thing a little bit more because like the people we're following, it's like they're privileged, but you know, they're not like mega rich or anything. Whereas like um, Heidecker and Moss seem like they're even more well-to-do. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like you kind of, it kind of uh, it like works as a red herring to make you stop thinking about like the, you know, Adelaide and her family, I guess, you know, and, and if they, if they are, deserving of this horrible shit you know well i mean Which i, I also is... think that there there's a lot of lines from gabe about like suggesting that he's like like he wants to get a car a boat as nice as as theirs a car as nice as theirs right and then i also just I, I, you know i mean i really like um uh, uh winston duke's performance because he just plays excellent the character so he's so <laughs> he plays the character so nerdy yeah <laughs> i like, love it I love oh, that yeah. he's just wearing some, the college shirt the whole time. It's great. <laughs> well, like the scene where he's first confronting it, like the family lined up at the end of the driveway. He, uh, you know, his voice starts cracking as he's speaking, and then he specifically lowers it. Like yeah, he's trying it is, to sound it is more really great intense. nuanced performance, and I love it. Yeah, he's brilliant, and he's so he's so likable and charming. You know, like, um, like he's he's a really good anchor for the movie like and and i think the the like as mild comic relief he works really well you know there are like like i i do agree with dan that i felt i maybe like that kill count line is like a little much for me um but like you know if it, if it works for you that's great um that was kind of you know the, the, it's it's an issue with um get out as well for some people but i think the humor work with lil rel works great in that movie um, I love Lil Rel. Lil Rel's yeah. amazing. <laughs> but humor humor in a horror movie or comic relief in a horror movie is a it's a tough balancing act, you know, like yeah. and everyone's gonna feel a little bit differently about it. But like there was definitely like laughs in the theater when I saw this, you know. Again, felt perfectly normal, like a perfectly normal thing to say and talk <laughs> about during a crisis situation. I like again, I am I am exactly that asshole who's like, well. I'm traumatized right now, but I can't feel anything. So dark jokes. It's kind of beyond a crisis situation. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, even know but... what you call it. I mean, it's not just that they're making jokes about it, but they're like using it to justify their actions, and that's like another level of thinking that I just feel like they should be kind of more too traumatized to take on. It's like I get but to also... drive because I killed the most. Um, <laughs> I also think that that was these oh, like... are yeah. uh, these are like you know they're they're very creepy, but like you know they still don't know much about them and everything that they've learned so far is that they've had a pretty shit time you know so it's like even though they're coming at you i i guess it shouldn't be 
it's kind of weird to be like so cavalier about killing them so quickly i guess because it's like there's well, a, there's still a mystery here you know like there is a like, mystery, are these but... actually well like, i mean they, there is a kill or be killed aspect to yeah it, so yeah like... yeah but i mean that all that's totally fine i mean when you add the like joking about your kill count onto that it kind of like makes me think it, yeah. it, it Again, just makes it it's like a little it, bit less it, serious it, no, diffusing tension with humor. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. I know I mean, it's a thing. I, I, I'm, a thing. I'm right there with you, Emily. Like four it's of us in this situation. Like Dan's curled up, you and I are cracking jokes and pork's the muscle. <laughs> Can you guys I, just I, shut I, the fuck up? I'm not doing focus? anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh for me it's it's more the it's more the execution, not the idea. There's absolutely nothing wrong with like Di- uh, diffusing the tension or making jokes in this situation i just think that oh. p- that particular joke like it, it could be a really dark yeah. joke as well but just the way that they play that it's almost like like it's it's like they don't care you know like at all whereas like I, uh, a joke a joke in crisis is yeah it, I, I, has, I, I, it has a bit more tension or to mm, it not necessarily like i um very realistically could see my mother and me having that sort of conversation in this sort of scenario yeah. and like it's just it just sometimes you're just like that person who it's like well uh this shit's dark as fuck so here's a dark as fuck joke yeah like, i mean i i just think it's more that they're using it to negotiate who's who's driving so it be, takes on a level beyond just a joke to relieve tension and that's mm-hmm. that's where like i feel like there are way, were ways of shot. playing she that to drive yeah there were yeah. ways of playing that line um as just a joke but it also has a like bartering aspect to it that like i just feels somewhat off because i mean you know if we're talking about like processing drama and the traditional stages of of grief you're combining stages in ways that are a little bit non-traditional but um it's still something that i guess potentially could come up i think it's more just how the lines are delivered in that one instance well i mean there are a couple there are a couple instances where lines feel a little too on the nose um uh but like generally speaking um you know, I think that so much of the acting in this is is really solid. Um, though so much of it is just like, huh, we really want a stunt performer to play Pluto. Uh let's find out an excuse so he's always wearing a mask. <laughs> um, so we're not having a kid do most of this, uh crawling around and shit. Mm. So but um and the later fire gag. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, you're not like way easier to hide your stunt performer uh if they're wearing a mask um so anyway uh meanwhile the tyler family is attacked and murdered in their home by their doppelgangers the wilsons arrive and are attacked as well but they manage uh, to overpower and kill the tyler's doubles i i do love the call the police and it plays fuck the police but it's yeah, like it's a great joke. fuck the police heading straight from the underground like starting off at the beginning of the movie with fucking chud like yeah <laughs> he's he's telling you without telling you and it's one of the things that i like about his movies like it makes them a little more enjoyable on rewatches but yeah he's an easter egg guy if you're into yeah. easter eggs you know it's just jam-packed yeah, oh, yeah. i mean i don't know like, I, so I, much I, of this is purposeful as as nope is yeah. not yeah. get out not, has them but not as many but yeah he seems to be a big fan of just placing little details in for people yeah, no, it's there. I mean, I, I don't know. Ultimately, you know, I keep on saying we'll get to the twist, but like, I, I just feel like he, while he sees the references that he's making, some of the character development things he sees in very awkward ways of like, I mean, I had kind of the twist kind of spoiled for me going into this, but I just don't think it's particularly well supported by the film. Um, and, and I mean, ultimately... if you watch a lot of her actions a little more closely, like she mimics, like she goes feral several times. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's just but, a like, question of, it. of is, are both versions of herself a sociopath? I mean, because like basically both of them kind of are, and then it's also like, what does this mean in terms of uh, her children? Like, I, I, I just feel like I. Honestly, the big problem I have is that it just paints a character in an ambiguous light that the movie treats so unambiguously for most of the film that I just feel like that tension 
should be a little bit more played up or i think that's the point though like she's meant to be the same like the whole point obviously is that they're if you take someone from this privilege and put them down there you know it's it's gonna it's they're gonna organize an uprising yeah Yeah, they're gonna organize it up the movie i mean i think basically one of the big problems is that i'd rather her be brought into the world by mistake then purposely attack the real Adelaide to get there. Um, I think that that's that twists that kind of fixes certain issues in terms of um, how we're supposed to feel about that situation. Because basically, it's just like both of them are trying to kill each other instead of of one's trying to kill the other and one just wanted a good life for themselves, um, which you know. I think that's really, and you know, I mean, definitely. I don't know. I think like... her, I think that she having uh, the ability to make that action is enough to be like, okay, it's like a bad thing. It's, you know, it's like a complicated villain situation. It's a bad thing that I can totally understand. And I would do the exact same thing. If you had, if she had the wherewithal to get out of this nightmare scenario, you know, it's not like she killed her. She, she just replaced her, you know? Because they, obviously she had the intelligence to know that there was no, you know, she was right. Well, in a no, I mean, but that's the thing is she you know? she actively attacks her. I think, I think the better way is to show a situation where she has the option of correcting a mistake and then choosing not to. Um, it's always it's like like you know, I mean, Breaking Bad is always like the big example of like like early thought early plans for like season two had like walt taking a much more active role in in killing Kristen ritter's character and ultimately what they go with is it like he sees her dying and chooses not to help um and that's kind of the better way because it's just like he hadn't reached that point where he could cross over to be that evil yet whereas like certainly by the end of the show like absolutely he's just like shooting her in the fucking head so like yeah, I mean, at that point, that uh, if not earlier, I was like, "Oh, this is just a fully bad guy. He's not like he's not an antihero at all. He's just a villain, yeah. uh, villain protagonist." <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, they turn on the news and learn that the tethered have been murdering their equivalents uh, across the city and subsequently joining hands to, for, uh, to form a massive human chain similar to the one on, from the hands across America demonstration surrounding the city, not surrounding the city. I think they're just extending across America again uh, to prevent anyone from entering or exiting. Uh, the Wilson decide to drive along the coast and escape to Me- Mexico while they're leaving. Umbre apprehends the car, but Zora kills her. Um, by slamming on the gas and flinging her into a tree. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and then Adelaide goes to check on her and just feels sympathy for her. I mean, Adelaide yeah, has which, like again, the second lowest kill count, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things is I thought it would have been really interesting Two. to play with the fact that she's the only one that doesn't kill anyone until she kills Red at the end. I think that would have been made it been a really interesting way of portraying the character, especially with the twist that like she's actively has sympathy for the doubles and not killing them, whereas like the rest of her family is a little bit more gung ho about it. But I mean, again, it's just like, what is the situation with her kids in terms of? Like how much of this is nature versus nurture? I think Emily put it best. Oh, and I wish that this film explored that idea a little bit more. Um, yeah, I do too. I mean, I feel like the I I feel strongly that the implication is that it's supposed like the movie's trying to tell you that it's like pretty much all nurture, but like yeah, it I don't feel like it supports that super well. I feel like the I don't know, like the it's like yeah, there's there like they you're right there's like too much world building but like somehow also not enough because it's like yeah okay so like how many people are there doubles of like you know what's the purpose like you know would they like do like do they all actually feel like you know murdering their their doubles or would they prefer peace it's just that they got egged on by red like you know like there's a lot of questions still like which yeah, thankfully I, I, don't come up until after you're done mostly because like yeah you know you can just enjoy it mostly just enjoy the ride but then after you're like wait why 
why that why did you do that like yeah I, I wish that there was some sort of like way that they kind of like get at snapped into and snapped out of like mirroring um and like there's some sort of trigger that ultimately like they use to kill um pluto um, but I think that like I just established that there's like some way of snapping in and snapping out of it. And basically because of the situation of like whatever happened when and she was little, Adelaide and Red kind of figured out how to do that on their own, whereas everyone else like needs someone else to trigger them. Um, and so like obviously Red like Red has been like kind of getting them to snap out of it. Um, but uh, you know the actions of the family for whatever bullshit reasons you want to have like the kids have figured it out um or like how to get them to snap into that and ultimately use it against them well, um, because you know what i think is interesting about original adelaide though is like the plan does kind of reek of someone who was nine or whatever and it's like oh yeah it's like a revenge plan by a nine-year-old you know like uh, yeah no it's like, it's why very much why like, can't I the wanted, bad people to... go away and everyone be happy together you know yeah and i wanted to participate in hands across america and i didn't get to and like yeah like that that aspect is is totally there um true so but like wouldn't you more logically be mad at like the people who like presumably there are people that keep them there and like yeah she check on the them rabbits. and feed them and stuff like i don't know. think anyone interacts with them we don't see any of those characters. i don't think anyone is, interacts yeah. with them that's, that's like, my the, feeling but how the fuck are they all still alive then they're just yeah. throwing they're just rabbits. throwing they're just someone oh. putting rabbits into a fucking container and that's it like they don't even know why they're doing it like deliver 200 rabbits to this place and that's Good that you Lord. know like yeah. I think that's I think that's the implication is that they've been completely forgotten by the government because it's a failed experiment, but they can't reveal any of it. So they're, you know, down where no one can see them and no one can find them. The budget just shrinking every year. Yeah, exactly. It's like we can only afford 30 bunnies. Like real government. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I think it gets that really across well. On second viewing, when I've, you know, zoned in on that more and when you think of it from that angle is it's pretty good sci-fi stuff you know like um i i, I like the concept it, it it does have a believability to it but i think they he doesn't like uh stress on the right things uh, in your first viewing to make that feel like to make that work you know like i mean it, 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 there's a few it, bits of missing tissue or something yeah because i mean they do specifically say that like the the doppelgangers are there so that they could you know in theory the government could control the people up top but like right if who like how are you controlling them like the doppelgangers if you're not interacting with them at all like it well, doesn't that's the, that's the sci-fi element of it but they're like uh um... well it's also that the the notion that the experiment went totally wrong and basically yeah, it's a it's failure. the doppelgangers are, are just controlling the tether not the other way around Around, yeah but at least the, the yeah. at least the people who were there originally like whenever this program started like should remember that like bad men existed yeah. like there should be something like that i don't understand you know a it's project like, like that you get disappeared yeah it's like meant to be a conspiracy you got to suspend your disbelief you know it's 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 science fiction i'm saying but yeah, i'm it... saying the doppelgangers themselves would presumably know what's going on i don't also don't don't know why they you know i understand like why they're portrayed are, pretty mindless but they yeah. are but like why again if they're if, yeah. like it, like because if, they're clones that were a disaster it's like a clone made with no clone knowledge and this is the results you know like they, they were doing it in the 80s they had to go and just failed completely so they're just made cavemen basically that all are, right so so the, the connection so, yeah. between them though i agree that is it's it's you know it's a big jump and of but, know, they're, but they they are they, fundamentally they got, human they each got five on it they're two <laughs> halves of a whole ape <laughs> but it's so yeah i guess it, it's sort of like the um you know when they used to do fucked up human experimentation like when they would raise like you know a baby and a like like have have basically have like an ape raise a baby or something like that like just being like yeah let's see what happens when this happens um humans don't do well without uh you know st stimulation like yeah they're 
like I could see why they're all nonverbal, even if they're just normal humans. Like if you did yeah. that to any of us, it would be the same result. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, they, they don't they don't deserve at all what's happened to them. You know, no. like it's a horrifying situation. But like, I, but like I, why you know, governments do horrible things all the time. Oh, yeah, it's like, why kill your doppelgangers then? Like what? Like what? You know, they're not the cause of your of your suffering. But they don't understand because they're they have no education or, or even basic knowledge of anything. They're like cavemen. And the only one who isn't has a nine year old's education. That's a good point. So it's like the blind leading the blind, you know, slightly less blind leading the blind. Yeah uh where was i uh arriving at the boardwalk the wilsons find the town many townspeople slaughtered the road is blocked by a burning car jason realizes it, it's a trap set by pluto orders everyone out of the car before pluto can ignite the family's car jason walks backwards causing pluto to do the same and thus walk directly into the fire while the wilsons are distracted by pluto's burning by pluto burning to death red appears and snatches jason away Adelaide chases Red to the funhouse where they first met and finds a secret entrance that leads to an underground facility overrun by white red rabbits where she finds Red in a classroom. Um, it's also an extremely well-maintained escalator. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a really Why? nice, super long escalator. I like the liminal spaces <laughs> that she has to take to get there. It's like it's like she goes through five different, completely unremarkable building hallways. Like that, but they're they're different from each other, but exactly the same. You know, it's like I, I actually read like, the gold the gold escalator is weird, and I don't yeah, know I what's going to say. It, <laughs> it's it's yeah, this is the this it's because this facility is now owned by Trump. <laughs> right. It's a Trump Tower. Makes sense. No, well, it's you, a Trump Sumterian You kill the voters. You kill the under voters Mar-a-Lago. using their doppelgangers, and then you tell the doppelgangers to vote for him. Right. Isn't that voter fraud? <laughs> yes. That's why it's alleged happened that, that there were or uh, doppelgangers of Democrats that are doppelgangers who voted Democrat. That's really what the doppelgangers are designed to do. Just pull lever oh. for, for just pull the blue lever. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so a secret project started. No, it, it must be because it would be a secret project started underneath Reagan. Yeah. Or Nixon. I could see Nixon, but yeah, Reagan makes more sense. The man who had his own private psychic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's the not the only president who had the, had their own private psychic. Yeah, uh, but I'm not sure that most of them allowed the psychic to make policy decisions. Uh, I mean, like, you got to look at like, like, yeah, the 1800s was a weird time. <laughs> Early 1900s was a weird time. <laughs> like, uh, Red explains that the tethered are actually genetic clones created by the government to control the populace. When the experiment failed, the tethered were abandoned underground for generations, mindlessly mimicking the actions of their counterparts and surviving on raw rabbit meat. After the other doppelgangers realized Red was different, she spent years organizing them to escape and take vengeance for, by murdering their counterparts. Red and Adelaide begin to fight, but Red evades and counters all of Adelaide's attacks. When Adelaide allows Red to attack, she impales Red with a fireplace poker then strangles her to death and breaks her neck. She rescues Jason from a locker, and Jason also rescues one of the rabbits. Uh, using the hand club, handcuffs that she's been wearing like the entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As yeah. if she, too, were tethered. Tethered. Ooh. Ooh. Symbolism. Uh, <laughs> well, Adelaide drives... Symbology. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adelaide drives the family away in an ambulance, she reflects on the night she first met Red and recalls that she herself is, in fact, the tethered clone and that Red was the original Adelaide. The clone had choked Adelaide unconscious, damaging her larynx, resulting in her hoarse voice, dragged her underground, trapped her there, and returned to the surface to usurp Adelaide's place in her life. Jason looks at his mother, who smiles at him. The tethered form a human chain that stretches out of Santa Cruz and to nearby cities as helicopters hover overhead. I didn't really get the hu- the helicopter thing. Yeah, um, me either. Like, I feel like it's a specific reference to like. Above. Yeah, I felt like it was like a specific reference to like like you know Dawn of the Dead or something like that, but like it didn't land for me. I was to because I there's just been so like really we only have like the news report and the fact that like 
the police are on hold and therefore clearly overwhelmed and unable to respond. But we don't really get enough of a sense of what the greater populist re reaction is, especially at this point in the movie. Um, that like the helicopters meant anything because in theory i don't believe that the tethers or would be able to operate helicopters but maybe because abraham the, does operate a boat so are they in the logo of hans cross america or something or are they it's possible um because i mean like hands across america i was three when that happened so oh, like i don't remember and that. it could just yeah. be you know helicopters are floating around yeah well, helicopters are like a horror just, movie staple. Like you can't have a horror movie that doesn't have a horror case. of a helicopter. I um, yeah, I don't. It, it was uh, foreshadowing for his next movie. Oh. I um, I the ending is fine. I don't know it's if it should, I don't know if it should like focus on the twist so much. I think it would actually be one of these situations where it might do better by revealing it a bit sooner instead of leaning on it. Um, I, because... I just don't think the, the twist just feels tacked on, like mostly to oh, me. No, I mean I think it, it, in a lot of ways, it, it, yeah. But that's because I think it's like it's definitely should be the crux of the movie is that they're the same. But the movie is about. I don't know. It's just it's too straightforward in other ways for it to be like, I don't know, like just viewed as pure allegory, because it's like it's wanting you to take it uh, like a real thing. And then it or then it wants to be a horror movie. And then it's like, actually, you know, uh, it's making a big political statement. And I'm like, OK. I yeah, know. I mean, I, my reaction to it is similar to Lost in which, like, I don't care, like, ultimately, I don't care about the big mystery. I just like the characters. And, like, this movie is very much the yeah. same thing of, like, I don't really care. Like, I mean, that was the thing. It's like Lost is all about the flashbacks. And let's be honest, the flashbacks are usually, like, the least interesting thing that happens on Lost most of the time. And every episode has cutaways to flashbacks. And, like, you and you're like, I don't really care that, like, you kind of care. But, like, I don't really care about like Adelaide's backstory. I care about her getting through this moment. And it's like, like the ending wants to make such a big deal about her backstory. And like, ultimately it's just like, no, I just kind of wanted to see if the family got out of this. You know, it's like, I didn't really care where they came from. I don't really, you know, ultimately I don't care where they're going. I don't really care about why they were being attacked. Like I just kind of was with it for the moments of like, like that home invasion, like I, will they get out of this situation that's really what the crux and what the fun of this movie is um which is you know i mean it's the bulk of the movie so like I, yeah like that's good it's just like when it tries to like explain the horror of it it's just like i, I don't think i needed that i don't it's, like it's it's a cool point it's making but I, I just don't think it lands like yeah you know uh but like i really like the idea as far it's like an it's a really good way of like i reading some criticism of it or just um how all of us who have privilege it's like the more privilege you get the more you want the more potentially someone else suffers you know so that dichotomy is like it's fun to play with but the movie doesn't really seem committed enough to it you know to 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 make it hit yeah and I, I i'd agree with that but i mean that doesn't mean that i like i you know i mean again it's just sort of like the characters at the core of it work for me and the thematics of it are kind of muddied and feel like, well, I need to include them, but like, like, because, you know, they were such a important like commentary on, on get out. But like, whereas with get out, I felt like they were really balanced. This is like, I really want to tell a story that focuses less on that. And by focusing less on that, you get to the point of like, why even include it? Um, yeah, yeah, I I really wonder why you include it, considering that, like, I, I don't know, I, for some reason, I've just started thinking to myself of all of the reasons that, like, all of those doppelgangers would be dead by now. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, giving them raw rabbit meat. It's like, I at first, I'm like, how are you not losing more of them to, like, tularemia? And then it's like, how are you not losing more of them to things like type 1 diabetes? Like, if you're not, if nobody's interacting with them, like, 
they're not they're they're a lot of them would have died by now they must have severe vitamin deficiencies they all have scurvy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like raw, raw rabbit meat is not enough it's not no. a balanced diet <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you could have if you just not included that part of it then i wouldn't be sitting here going what part that's like a huge chunk of the movie how do you take that out well, I mean, but you don't need to. Ex okay, I guess what I'm saying is keep the doppelgangers, but don't like don't fucking tell me like you know. Tell us like, less. Tell yeah. us less. Yeah. yeah, like don't you know if like it's like don't yeah, give me don't give me you know don't show me a scenario that's like there's no okay now you've lost me like yeah it, I mean if like, I don't know that... where they came from fine okay I'm going to assume there's some reason that they exist but like now I'm sitting here going that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they go out of their way to say specifically that it was like a government program that failed, it's like, no, just say, we don't know where they came from. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. like you know, like, I don't think like, and that's one of the things that I think this movie like tries to like over explain things in ways that it's just like, I wasn't asking that question. And now that you've like, give me an answer to a question that I didn't ask, I have more questions. Um, and, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I'd rather just like not know. Um, I, I think that like the concept of doppelgangers is really cool and really something to play with. But I really I don't need an explanation. Um, and you know, I, I, I get, it does bother some people because I definitely know people who like complain about bullshit like that. But it's just like, yeah, I don't think you need that. And I mean, this is me partially coming from like being such a huge fan of like the Romero like zombie films in which like, yeah, Night of the Living Dead kind of explains where the zombies come from, but they realized with all the sequels that that was like the least interesting part of Night yeah. of the Living Dead. So they just kind of like jettisoned it and completely contradicted it in uh, in future sequels. And like, basically it's just like, yeah, zombies exist. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, and they, <laughs> they zone in on more interesting yeah. new themes yeah. with the zombies, you know, like what is, yeah. are they sentient or, you know, can they think? And yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that. Land about of the, the dead has the, smart zombies. Zombies. So does Day of the Dead. Before oh yeah, Day of the Dead is like them testing. Yeah, yeah. one of my favorite one of my favorite zombies of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the uh, the Simon Pegg and uh, and uh, what's his name. Uh, both of them making their cameo in Land and was it is that and Land of the Dead, dead is zombies. Yeah. yeah, that that's the last like okay Romero one before. Yeah, really I haven't goes, seen Diary. Really I haven't heard great things. Yeah. Oh my god, it is atrocious and very offensive to me as an Irish person. <laughs> so everyone in it is like, chow, chow. but it's actually like it's actually like shot over there. It's really it's an awful movie. Wait, and no, no, there's two of them now. Diary is the first one after Land. That one's that one sucks hard. It's like one of the worst found footage movies I've ever seen. Like really bad. That's saying something. And then survival, the Irish one is like it's 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 so bad it goes into kind of Z movie Roger Corman level like oh it's I not mean real, actually. the wheels were coming. I, can't oh, this I mean, is made by, I think he's like he was a he was a, in my opinion I mean a cult guy but like a master filmmaker like in a few in a few instances back in the day in the seventies you know eighties but yeah wow he fell off hard rest in peace George. Yeah, I mean, well, also, it's just sort of like as he sold off the rights, like, I mean, it's just like, like, I I think I appreciate the horror beats of the of the Zack Snyder remake, but I just feel like it completely misses the point of the original Car of the Dead. <laughs> like, it's That's just right. like, like it, it just doesn't have that anti-consumer message at all. In fact, it seems oh, to no. like celebrate it's, the consumerism. It's pro-consumer. Pro <laughs> yeah. Look at how slick and cool this is. Don't you want all this stuff? Yeah, Wouldn't you love to be these guys? Buy merchandise. Zack Snyder <laughs> thinks political commentary is for cowards. <laughs> uh, so happy that he's not doing anything with DC anymore. <laughs> Maybe we'll get good films. I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gonna be right gives me hope. Love him or hate him, I think he might be an auteur. A terrible one that I hate, but he is. I mean, you know, I'd he love does to see, his own like, thing. He, he, like, honestly, if you limit him to a production designer, I'd be all de all for it, but I don't think he should be interacting with people? scripts or <laughs> actors or, like, yeah. I mean, like, basically, it's just like, 
like yeah build sets and dress them make them cool and you know make costumes and stuff but like don't have people act like leave that to someone else (laughs) Um, i think watchmen is probably the most egregious example of like please please don't have people act (laughs) yeah i don't know army of the dead's pretty bad that one was bearable. That was the first one I've seen for in a while that was kind of bearable, but not not like good by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, definitely but, not good. Um, but hey, we we've dissed on this podcast us. more than once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave it at that. Well, I mean, even as early as just the beginning of this month, or as recently <laughs> as just the beginning of this month, because you you got a fucking like concrete saw. And he never actually uses it the entire time the commons in the movie. He never uses his goddamn concrete saw. Yeah, but they use it in high tension. I just love how he went from high tension. His movies looking like Caravaggio paintings to looking like they were shot on a fucking iPhone in a rush in in the space of one movie. And I'm like, what the happened? Oh, he must have lost all his fancy uh, people who make things look nice for him because I don't know. I mean, it looks like ass. I don't know. I mean, it, I feel like there are directors that go on weird kind of bins with that because they're like, I feel like Steven Soderbergh kind of like flip flops between like wanting to shoot things on iPhones to wanting to shoot things like really slick and cool looking. But he made and that he look good. Kind of... <laughs> like he makes that iPhone shit look good. I've seen I've seen his low res stuff and it's still it's it's, it's, it's you know Zack Snyder he ain't. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will only film on an iPhone 6 or IMAX <laughs> film. Yeah. Yes. The film will be edited on no iMovie. Yes. <laughs> the music on GarageBand. I only use Apple products. I am the worst director ever. <laughs> but I'm getting paid a lot by that. I mean, that is legit. Like, you, you've seen the cameras on the new iPhones. They're fucking insane at this point. Like, yeah, that's why I had to specify can, an old iPhone. Right, exactly. You can absolutely shoot a movie on a new iPhone that would probably... Like, it, the, the, the skill barrier is slowly but surely going away in a lot of these technical arts, you know, movies, video games. Like, But it, it's not as, not as fast as people would want it to be, where they could just replace everything with fucking AI. But like we're there's definitely more opportunity and a lot more successful movies that are filmed on a potato, you know, that somehow run the festival circuit and, and get a lot of praise. So yeah. all right. Uh so what else should we should, are we at the point we're not discussing the movie that we just watched. So are we at the I mean, verdict we've point? discussed it some. Um yeah, we discussed good. We yeah. discussed it good. I'm just saying, like right now, we're completely off topic. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Off topic. <laughs> All right, we should, should we just up. say fuck it, get into uh, verdicts? If people are listening to this show and they don't like us going off topic, I mean, by at this stage, like kinda... <laughs> we warn you in the description that we <laughs> have unmedicated ADHD. Hello. <laughs> I mean, if anything, that has to be our selling point because otherwise we're bone. <laughs> There's no editing around that. Nope. <laughs> Um, all right i'll start i guess all right yeah you go for it uh see it yeah obviously this guy's uh jordan pills just like a really fun director um like he uh, what i love about the three movies he's made is they are quite different from each other and but he's got his little style ticks that he carries over um this one, like I said before, the, you know, I guess it's a, it's a little bit of a light see it just because, like, I agree with everyone that the it, it, it opens up too much of a kind of worms that's distracting to uh, the main goals of the movie. And I, I don't think it gets in, in trying to be less or be more subtle than get out. It, it goes a little bit too far, I think, in trying to be. Uh, straightforward and doesn't really nail the balance but like it's just filled with cracking performances cracking looks you know just like great looking great sounding movie we didn't talk about the music the i got five on it please uh, yeah but i uh, spe- specifically i got five on it which is like a classic as as uh winston duke says in the car and then gets turned into this wonderful orchestral piece at the end uh, uh very initially sinister the tethered mix, which I was like all about, is on the trailer for this as well, which is a well, great. Well, initially it was like only on the trailer, but it tested so well from the trailer that that's why he felt like he had to put it into the movie. So it's excellent. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't initially supposed to be the music for that scene. 
I feel like it's doing a lot of work in that last uh, fight oh, sequence. Yeah. Oh, I because agree. I don't think that is as gripping as it should be. But like the the music is kind of me make, getting me more invested in it. But uh, yeah, to see it, you know, um, I, I I I can't wait to see what he does next. I mean, it's going to be day one for me, like with Jordan Peele movies, because you know, like whether it's going to hit it, whether it hits you really hard on that um more thoughtful level or not like he knows his fucking way around like how to shoot a movie and how to make it entertaining and um you know so yeah see it i'd join you for that man i'd see uh the fourth movie day one but yeah since i'm talking now i i I too am gonna see it like it's it's the bottom of my hierarchy of his three movies so far i think for me it's like nope get out and then us but like us even though it's the bottom of the list is not that far down. It's still a solid movie. It's, it's an entertaining watch. Just don't think about it too much. I think is a good way to put it is just like, it falls apart when you start thinking about the minutia of it. Just, just take the ride. It's an enjoyable ride. And, you know, especially if you're around our age, you're going to get like, a bunch of the references in it like that there's like three fucking references to the goonies in this movie it's weird but uh, also chud this movie is a secret remake of chud <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey chud's been in development a re- chud remake i think has been in development hell for like 20 years so wouldn't nice. surprise me do you know that it has a sequel called chud 2 bud the chud <laughs> yes i oh. did know that oh god uh yeah, that's I a guess, good double feature, Chud and Chud too. Since this was Dan's pick, and I, I guess yeah, I'll I feel go like next. I'm closing out, yeah. Uh, um, this is definitely a see it for me as well. Like as I explained, like, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun ride. It, like, you know, it's well acted, well shot. You know, it, like, I had a, I had a lot of fun watching it, and it's a testament to it that, like, like a lot of these like issues that I've brought up didn't really start to occur to me until like you know after I was done with the movie as opposed to them drastically pulling me out of it like it just but yeah give me less explanation man because like my science brain is sitting here going like oh man like if you hadn't said anything I wouldn't be thinking about how fucking implausible the scenario is like it's just it's like no the all these fucking people all those clones would be dead all of them like there's no way like i like it's like i you know i can give you a list of all the problems that all the things that would kill and yeah there might be a couple stragglers but not like an army so uh but despite that maybe they maybe they maybe they clone them so that they they didn't need like nutrients or something uh yeah except you know that falls apart when you realize that one of them lives on the surface and like eats food and stuff and presumably like needs to sleep and eat and you know has like maybe takes medications or whatever like i'm sorry jordan i tried (laughs) yeah uh so i guess i guess it's it's me now um yeah i mean i'm uh see it as well um i think i'm just gonna echo what most people said i think it's really well acted and well shot i do think that when it gets into the minutiae there's a big question of like why are you doing this it's kind of pulling me out of the film because i'm much more invested in the characters than kind of the weird world that you're building that doesn't seem to hold up and when when really attacked by logic um but like yeah i mean i think that ultimately like the core of this is just a pretty basic um, home invasion story that's effective and and works. Um, and like, I, it doesn't like those elements are there. I kind of wish that they'd been they'd be downplayed more, but it's not re- overly reliant on its twists or its uh, like explaining and uh, where these doppelgangers came from um, in a way that kind of like ruins the film the same way that i felt like high tension like got really bogged down in it um like uh this was as more successful for me um also it's just so much of it is just like you know we we uh haven't talked 
specifically about uh, Lupita Nyong'o that much, but like she's awesome. Jesus Christ, this. insanely oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, insanely uh, good. These yeah, kind so. of dual performances are always impressive. And here, you know, when someone gets it right, and here's another one where you just easily forget that it's, you know, one person doing both roles. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, they... and that's true with like all the dual performances. Exactly. They're all great. Yeah. yeah everyone yeah, I mean, excellent. Tim Heidecker getting the uh, the bully move from the 80s. The, like, yeah, the, the handshake like oh, that the handshake. Yeah. That's a great oh, laugh. I think yeah. that's a really good, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, horror comedy moment. You know, where it's yeah. like, it's an unsettled laugh. Like, I know he's about to get mur- <laughs> murdered in a second, but that's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I also so, love Elizabeth Moss putting on the the makeup as well, and her her whole performance upstairs is excellent uh, as as the tethered version. I thought well, and like the cuts to her cheats mimicking the little bit that she got tucked in, like, right? Yeah, very cool. You know that there's there's a lot of detail in this. It is yeah. very well crafted, but hey, cool! It's a unanimous see it. Uh, sorry, Dan, I already took back my benevolent dictator baton. Yeah, um, I figured. <laughs> but uh he's gonna beat us with it. Yeah. Oh. Stop. <laughs> I said I, I was benevolent, damn it. I need an adult, I need an adult. <laughs> but Not uh mystery yeah. man again. No, TJ, no. <laughs> so Fork, where can people find what you're watching these days? Uh critiker.com. Uh, I am Marlark, and uh, I didn't re-review this movie. I think I gave it, you know, 70-something. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen Killers of the Far Moon yet. I really want to see it, but it's so long. Who has the time? <laughs> oh, especially if you see it in theaters. That's going to be like four yeah, hours. Yeah, it's almost four hours. I I tried to go this weekend. I literally couldn't fit it in. It's like trying to go see Ben-Hur or some shit. <laughs> Uh, hey Dan, where can people find you, what you do online? Uh, yeah, you can check out my webcomic at withfetus.com. Hey Emily, we do another podcast, don't we? Sometimes, uh, <laughs> when we do it, it's called New England Beer Reviews. We talk about beer and like other bullshit and. Wow, we suck out loud at doing it lately, but hey, uh it's hey, I haven't awesome. updated a comic in a month, so <laughs> uh yeah, you probably still are more consistent than we are, but whatevs, you know, so well, uh you should be waiting with bated breath for every episode that comes out when we decide to give it to you. If you give them a thousand dollars, they'll give it to you right now. Oh yeah, no, you give us Live. a thousand bucks. Like we, we will extend this episode. Um but yeah, sweet New England beer reviews. It's fun when it comes out, we think. Uh but yeah, we've been New England beer or we've been New England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been see it or screw it. I've been TJ alongside Dan, Emily, and Pork. Uh you can check us out on Facebook X. Um <laughs> You can see what I'm watching at letterbox.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Speaking of the initials of our show, see it or screw it. You can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Um, I got five on it. Buddy, buddy. <laughs> I feel like it's a good final word. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let us know if you've got the other five for me. For us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.